Today, since it's Parashat Kidavo, we wanted to emulate the Almighty because it says, Today's shir is about the topic of condolencing, giving condolences to the mourning people, alleviating the pain of the grieving people over a deceased loved one. Now, the Gemara in Sota very clearly says, Sota Bavli Yudalid, such a eloquent and beautiful Gemara. The Torah demands of us in this week's parsha we have to emulate our Creator, copy His attributes. So the Gemara says, Achar Hashem go after God. How is that possible? God is like fire. So it says, rather, just like God clothed the naked, it says, how do we know that God clothed the naked? What did God do for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? He gave them that leather coat, leather dress. So it says you have to be, practically speaking, the Torah is not yoga and some abstract relaxation. The Torah wants us to do, make the world perfect. And how do you make the world perfect? By helping other people and taking away their pain. So if you see somebody doesn't have clothing, you should clothe him. Just like God did to Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava. Same way you have to visit the sick, which we're going to talk about. Compare and contrast that to Nichum Avelim. There's a, just a shocking and awesome, magnificent Rambam about that. It says basically, how do we know God visited the sick? Because Abraham Avinu was in terrible pain from the Brit Milah. And it says that God came and visited him in Elone Mamre. So whenever you have an opportunity to visit the sick, go ahead and copy and emulate your benevolent and unlimitedly merciful and kind creator. And the Gemara goes ahead and it says, just like God came and gave condolences to Isaac, Yitzchak Avinu, after his mother Sarah died. How do we know that? Because it says, After Abraham actually died, And God blessed Yitzchak. And the Gemara learns over here, the Mepharshim, that God said the blessing of Baruch Dayan Haemet, Baruch Menachem Avelim. God came to Isaac after the death of his great, the beginning of all the patriarchs of Judaism, to condolence him, give him condolences. And then the Gemara ends off, you just like God buried Moses in the end of the Torah, if you have an opportunity, we know that this mitzvah takes over any other mitzvah, if it's a met mitzvah, if the deceased has nobody else to worry about his burial, you have to copy and emulate God because you should also bury the dead. And the Gemara says, really, essentially, the Torah from beginning to end is kindness, loving kindness. God, from in the beginning made a wedding and gave clothing to Adam and Eve, and in the end, he buried Moses. So that's the goal of the entire Torah, to be selfless rather than selfish. Because some people, only three things matter in their life, me, myself, and I. But to do the Jew, you have to be the antithesis of that. As much as you could help and advise other people, you need to do that. So 
Uh, today's year is based on Rav Ovadia's Chazan Ovadia, and also Rav Sturmbach, which I have the great pleasure of personally knowing. I did meet Rav Ovadia Maran Geonuzen also on a few occasions. Teshuvot Hanhagot, Chelek Aleph, Teshuba, Tet, Resh Sadi Aleph. Rav Sturmbach has a marvelous, marvelous piece over here. And he brings down the Rambam. Now this Rambam is so fascinating that I did a uh, little uh, test on the internet and most people, their train of thought was contrary to the Rambam like my own. So the question here, the Rambam writes and you could, if you really want to learn about this mitzvah from the golden golden, golden, golden uh, language of the Rambam. It's chapter 14 in Hilchot Avel. He has many chapters about it. And chapter 13 also talks about the more ethical parts of how to carry out the mitzvah. But listen to a Rambam. The Rambam says, if you have an opportunity to give condolences to mourners over their law, their, their death of a lost one, Beloved one, or visit the sick. Which one takes precedence? So look about the Rambam, chapter Yudalid Halachazain, Yirayli Shenechamat Avelim Kodam Lebikar Cholim. Wow, it was worth it for you to listen to this class just for this Rambam. You see what a magnificent mitzvah it is to go visit the mourners. It says the Rambam says that visiting the mourners takes precedence over visiting the sick. Why? Because it says, Because he says you're killing two birds with one stone. When you come and visit the house of the mourner, you're both doing loving kindness to the people that are alive because they see that they're not alone. The worst thing in life is to be alone, especially at such a terrible moment. And also... This is the tremendous chidush that you're also doing a tremendous favor and kindness to the person that passed away and now is upstairs with the Almighty, with God. Now, you have to understand that Rav Sternbach brings the, uh, another fascinating Rambam. It says, let's say, God forbid, there was a Ger Tzedek. It was a type of person unfortunately this could be very possible after the holocaust or with a convert, a righteous convert he says even if the person has nobody no blood relatives to mourn over him, no daughter no son, no brother, no sister no spouse it says in chapter 13 in the Rambam he says 10 kosher people have to come to the house of the deceased that has no relatives and they have to sit there for seven days. And then everybody comes and joins them also in the afternoons or whenever they're available. So Rav Sturmbach writes, to read it verbatim, You see a tremendous chiddush from this Rambam that even if there's no mourners, you still have to come to the house of the deceased and because the Neshama in Kabbalah says 
especially during the first week, he's not completely in heaven. He's very attached to where he's been living for 70, 80, 90, 120 years, whatever. So he comes back to see and glance upon his own house. So it says that the Radvaz, parenthetically, is shocked because it says this Rambam is a tremendous, tremendous Hidush. Why is that? Because it says whoever doesn't visit the sick is like you're murdering them. Like the whole story over there in the Gemara Nedarim that Rabbi Akiva chastised and reprimanded his students because they had abandoned one of their colleagues. And if Rabbi Akiva had not visited his student, the student would have died. He was in such dire circumstance. So even the Talmud says, now Rabbi Moshe, this is above our, if you want to look in the Frankel Rambam, Rabbi Moshe has, explains this a little bit clearer, because the Rambam is fascinating in that he's, and the Radvaz points out that even though when you, visiting the sick is so important because you could save the sick's life, sick person's life, especially if the sick person doesn't have a spouse or anybody to attend to him, still the Rambam says that this takes precedence. Obviously, common sense would dictate that if visiting the sick is a matter of life and death and there's nobody else that knows about the sick person and you're the one that can attend to him and save his life, there's no question in my mind that the Rambam would agree that you should go to the live person. But it's a fascinating Rambam. Now, this mitzvah, we could explain the Rambam in this way, that since you're helping the deceased, when you visit a sick person, if God forbid you become sick, maybe in the back of your mind, it's not all altruistic. It's not l'shem shamayim. Because you're hoping one day, you're scratching the sick person's, your neighbor that's sick's back, and he's going to scratch your back. So it could be you have some ulterior motive. But here, since we're learning from the Rambam, the ultimate and deepest manifestation of the mitzvah is to help and condolence the soul of the person that's deceased. This is like what happened to Yosef and Yaakov. It's chesed shel emet. It's a truly, truly pure and altruistic kindness. So it could be that's why the Rambam says it triumphs and takes precedence over visiting the sick. Now, the Shalah writes so eloquently and beautifully that how do we practically conduct this mitzvah? Because some people, they are so scared of this topic and they don't learn the Shulchan Aruch and the Poskim. The Shalah says, Sheidaber Devarim Tovim. And Rav Sturmbach brings that very, very clearly and distinctly also. When you go to visit like we say in Farsi, inshallah, we all hope everybody lives a long and fruitful and healthy life after 120, 120. But the idea here is we're not going there to schmooze about the Dodgers or Lakers, which I'm going to get to later. We're there to, Shalah says that you, ha- you have to go and tell the children and the siblings and the relatives of the deceased, his great actions, 
how much Torah he learned, his great uh, mitzvot that he did, and till you, uh, the Shalah is fascinating. It says you should do it in such a form, you should be so eloquent and express the good deeds of the person until you make them uh, have smile and really be proud of their loved one that ha- that is not there anymore. Now, we know that the uh, there's also fasc- fascinating Sefer Hasidim, the uh, Torah, the HaMitzvah by Rabbi Stern, he brings a fascinating Sefer Hasidim. He says that there was once the, the, the heart and soul of this mitzvah is to be empathized and let the mourners know that they're not alone. That's why there's a fascinating Sefer Hasidim in chapter 435 which says that there was a person that he wanted to show his neighbors and the people of his city when they were mourning he would go without any shoes or socks to their house and to show that he's also mourning with them because you know that the mourners are not allowed to wear leather shoes and yachef the chafui you know and it says that fasting when he himself passed away midah keneged midah measure for measure was tisha ba'av so when everybody came to the house of his beloved ones his own house to give condolences to his own children and wife they also came um, barefooted so you see the Sefer Hasidim, Rabbi Yehuda Hasid writes that Hashem was happy about the Midat Hasidut, the piousness of this Hasid, that when he would go visit the sick, he would feel the pain so much that he would go barefooted. Now, I just want to say that uh, today is going to be more practical halacha than all our other classes, which is very important because uh, Rabbi Vadia writes so eloquently and beautifully here about the mitzvah uh, I uh, highly recommend if you want to learn about this subject uh, it's the third volume of Chazan Ovadia. now we have to know that before we get into Rav Avadia, the Rav Sternbach means something very important which I was alluding to before he says like the Shalah said when we and unfortunately, some people, they look at the TV, this is disrespectful. Or they look at YouTube and Facebook the whole time when, during the Shiva, the mourners. It's a very, you know, Shlomo Melech says, Anybody that goes there, it's a somber place. And it's a place where we're trying to, if you don't have something nice to say, and fear of heaven, it's not a moshav letzim, it's not a place of mockery and jokery. That's why Rav Sternberg says, and I'll read it verbatim because it's very important. It says, First of all, a very important law. You're not allowed to say shalom to the mourners like Tisha Be'av, and they're not allowed to tell you shalom. There is a tremendous amount of respect of just being quiet. Like, that's what the Yemenite minhag is, Rav Sternbach brings. 
what we're supposed to talk about is the good deeds of the deceased. But, but if he says, if you're just schmoozing about the price of China or stuff, not about the nifter, about the deceased or the nifteret, then Rav, he says that uh, it's, you're doing more harm than good. It's, it's, it's asur, it's totally forbidden. Because if you're not allowed to tell them shalom, the word shalom, because you're, that's going to deviate from the subject of how great and special and unique and the tremendous loss that this unique Jewish soul is not in the world anymore, then for sure schmoozing about random stuff would be disrespectful as the soul of the deceased, like very clearly from the Rambam, is there in the room. Now, to open up what Ravavadya has to say about this. Ravavadya brings out some beautiful, beautiful practical halachot here. He says, first of all, When you come to give condolences to the mourners, you're not allowed to talk till they talk. This is very clear from the pasuk because they are supposed to start talking about what they believe is special and unique and they're proud of. Like I experienced this. I was, during the Shiva, I was talking a lot because my father of less memory was, and Blineder, I should be able to write the book about his life. He was such a sophisticated and serious and put together person that, and he did so many countless actions of community service and supporting Torah and supporting Chachamim that we must respect and honor the deceased and the mourners and let them open up the conversation. And this is a halakha. Next halakha, Rav Ovadia says, like we said that we, we said from the Shla that talk about the great deeds and special unique attributes and good midot, good characteristics of the deceased. And the Midrash says, actually God sends the angels down to the house of the deceased and says, look what what they're talking about, what people are saying about him. And that's going to elevate him hopefully to go to the Garden of Eden. And if he's a kosher person and had fear of heaven, you're doing him a tremendous favor because the angels will go back and give a beautiful report to God that we came to the house of the deceased and everybody's saying wonderful things of how much fear of heaven he had and good deeds he did and bottom line is the goal of life is to learn Torah and so we can carry out the mitzvot in the most practical and perfect way and to fear heaven. Rav Avadi brings something very important that we learned from Sefer Iov. Lo Yomar Halacha 5. It's inappropriate to tell the mourners what can we do? Why? Because this gives the mashmaut, it gives the indication it's possible to do if it was possible we could stop God from doing it no this is wrong we have to say 
whatever God did, Baruch Dayan Haimed. And one of the hardest laws of the Torah is actually to say when you're wife gives birth to a boy or you win a million dollars or a billion dollars in the lottery you have to say Baruch HaTova HaMetiv you have to say that the bracha of when you lose a million dollars or you lose a loved one Baruch HaMetiv you have to say it with the same enthusiasm so Rabbi Vadi is saying a very deep psychological philosophy of the neshama of this mitzvah and that is that our goal when we visit is to give Siduk din is to make sure that they are accepting God's decree with a perfect and clear conscience that they know God is in charge and whatever he did was the right thing and they should be happy about it as hard as and impossible as that sounds now the, the same thing is that there's no such thing Rav Avadia says he says it's a wrong minhag even though there's a minhag some people don't go the first three days it's mashma from the Rambam Rav Sternbach also brings that the Rambam says in chapter 13 every day of the seven days we're there now Rav Avad, to, to be with the mourners Rav Avadia brings such a heartwarming halach and I love this I was, I was so happy I came across this today when I'm preparing for the class, he says you should take your children whenever you go visit the sick or do nichum avelim, give condolences and comfort to the mourners. Because then the Reshit Chochma brings this, the great, great, great book of fear of heaven, of Jewish ethics brings that, especially also when you go to a wedding and Sheva Berachot and to make a Chatan, whenever you do kindness, right? Why did God pick Avraham over the other nation? Because Avram would always tell Yishmael and Yitzchak, he would inculcate and train them to do the kindness. So that was his legacy. And Rabbi brings the third thing, and we're going to end the shir with this, and what my Rosh Hashiva Zatzal said. It said that you are allowed to even visit the house of the deceased, Nichum Avelim, at night. Because many people have to work 9 to 5, so it's impossible. But you have to be very vigilant and careful not to bother and harass the Nichum Avelim. And with this, we'll finish the Rosh Hashiva Zatzal, Rav Weinberg. He would always say that there's a fundamental difference between putting on tefillin a mitzvah between you and God. That you could do a million times a day. But a person is not your guinea pig. Just because you you have to be selfless and the whole goal is to give comfort and heartwarming feeling, a heartwarming feeling to the person that is mourning the loss of a loved one. If you harass them or aggravate them or cause them difficulty or you, just because you want to visit them when it's good for you and it's not good for them, and you're cumbersome and you're a nuisance, that is wrong. You've done more harm than good. And the same thing with Bikur Cholim. If you, that's why it's a wonderful thing that uh, people should help the mourners and put a time limit, whatever, 7 to 10 p.m. If somebody knocks on the door at midnight, 
because he's not doing a mitzvah. He's consider he's uh, creating difficulty and bothering, and he's a nudnik. That's wrong. Same thing. If the person is sick, and it's a type of sickness, the Shulchan Aruch brings that he would rather people not know about, or he's not comfortable people visiting him and seeing him in that state of sickness, then you don't. You always need paramount in this mitzvah of visiting the sick and giving condolences to the mourners is their needs and their comfort is paramount. Not you. It's nothing about you. If just because you want to get 